everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Successful Mind Podcast, where we discuss families, boundaries, and the holidays. We leave you with some really great tips on how to thrive with your family during the holidays and maybe even a little bit of a way to to reconnect and get to know them a little bit better. Take a listen and let us know what you think. You're listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. Successful people learn how to make their minds work for them. We are Life Is Now, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. We have a lot of questions about boundaries, family, and <laughs> what to do at this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, um, they those questions have been coming in in droves, right? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I stay in an abundance mindset when I know I'm going to be around my family that has different beliefs than me? How do I talk about my business with my yep. family? Um, how do I not get triggered? And how do I not let like how do I stay true to my like? You mean it? The questions? How do you not get triggered with all that other stuff? That's asking way too I, much to not get triggered. <laughs> um, and I think it's I think it's tough because you know people. People love their family, right? Of they, course. They love yeah. their, they love their, you know, but then you've got like Aunt Edna, who's a shit disturber and, and Uncle Joe who can't be happy for anyone and right. cousin Amy who doesn't understand what running a business is and thinks you're. She's a side alcoholic and falls yeah. down the stairs. And, yeah. Um, and so, so there, there brings in a lot of different dynamics that you can really um, insulate yourself from during the year because you don't live with these people anymore right yeah. even though you love them i mean they're your family <laughs> um so i think that that should be the topic especially you know yeah. knowing that in the next week people are going to be around family more and and not just family but extended family and husbands and wives of family and and traveling which brings in a whole nother and then trying to run their business at the same time so i think it's just a great overall topic um, well, for us to discuss to help yeah. people with this. So this is here. this is a topic in general for everybody because I think everybody goes through certain family things during the holidays. There's that. But there's also a lot of our listeners are business owners. They're constantly working on improving themselves and making changes. And they create an, an even more unique experience because I'll never forget uh, my mentor's was teaching uh, on this idea one time, not on specifically about the holidays, but about how your change, in other words, when we decide to make a change personally, how that actually affects other people unbeknownst to your, yourself. And he said that whenever you change, you force other people around you to change because they have to adapt to your change. And they don't know it, and they react to it, and it triggers them. And if you're not aware of it, you'll feel like it's crazy town. Like you have no idea where all this is actually coming from. And it's because people in relationships have a tendency to psychologically put each other in a box. Like I know you, Steph, as I've known you for 15 years, yeah. and I know what where your limits are and what you would do and what you would not do. And if, and if something all of a sudden was way outside of that, it would be, it would trigger me. I would be triggered by 
why are you doing something that I had that's not in my experience with you? So I create a frame, and you create a frame for me. We create a frame. I have a frame with Brandon. Brandon has a frame with me and with you, and it's and it's different. Um, and then we have our extended family that you know. That, well, this is the, the other thing about this is interesting. Like if you get into the mom dad realm, our grandparents realm, they generally have you framed as how they saw you as a child. So they see you based on your limitations, your behavior, your emotionality, as you were when you're a kid. And they don't upgrade the data on that. So if you're coming back year after year and your life's getting better and better and better and theirs isn't, and the frame around them is things are not getting better, things are getting worse, you're going to, I mean, you're, it's, it sets itself up for a real drama um, reaction uh, within the within the context of we're all getting together to celebrate a holiday. It's interesting. Well, and then there are a lot of people that have that carry a lot of like subconscious because they're not one hundred percent aware of it. Shame around being more successful than their siblings or being more successful than right their parents. And it's interesting you say that you know we we put each other in this frame because it brought up a, a memory I had. I watched the. Um, the JLo documentary. I'm a big fan of Jennifer Lopez. I think she's an incredible entrepreneur, um, an amazing woman, actually. Yeah. Um, and I watched a documentary that she did, and it started off by her saying, you know, I was the dancer, my other sister was the smart one, and my other sister was the singer. So I couldn't be the dancer and the singer. And she really had to break out of that frame. And those that, were the roles. Those were the roles. Those were the roles. And and they were stated roles. Like they were they were roles that her parents stated out loud. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, she left home at an, at an early age because she just couldn't she couldn't live under the parameters of of what her who her mom thought she needed to be. That's so interesting. Um and that that whole family dynamics interesting too. You can see a little bit of it in the in the documentary. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I thought it was it was fascinating and I I do think that, you know, Every family has roles. We, we talk about that in some of our seminars. Like what role did you take on as a child? Were you the savior, the people pleaser, the the rebel, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then when that doesn't get upgraded, you fall back into those patterns when you're around your immediate family. And we, we hear that all the time from people. Like yeah. I'm a totally different person when I'm not with my family. Yeah. And then I go back with my family and I fall back into this old role or these old patterns and I actually set aside who I really am and I become who they know me to be so that we can have a peaceful get together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what you're talking about with the, like we operate within this box of who we see each other as. Right. And then, you know, when you said, when you change, you force other people to change. Can you say more about that? Like, how are you forcing other people to change? Well, yeah, that's a great question. I wondered the same thing the first time that I heard it. So let, let me tell you a story. So when I first started going through going to seminars and starting to read, and I had no idea what I was, the inf information that I was consuming, I was really searching. Uh, the kids were little, and we were doing this thing where we we're going to my mother's house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. every year so we would go to my mom's house for christmas and then we would go back home we would have christmas uh by ourselves and then we would probably go to my wife's parents house or her sister's house something like that uh 
you know, on an off day or whatever. And this would go back and forth, like a lot of families yeah. do this. And I remember, I remember sitting at the dinner table and thinking to myself, is, is it just me or are we having the same conversation every year, every time we get together? And I, 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 it was like I noticed this, right? Like I became very noticeable to me. We talked about this exact same thing almost at the exact same time last year. And the, the things that we were talking about were not that great either. So on the way home, uh, I was thinking about this and my wife said to me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm okay. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, be, be as honest with me as you possibly can. I said, did we not have the exact same conversations the year before and possibly the year before that? She goes, you know, I was just thinking the same thing. She said, you're right. She said, I think you're 100% right. Every year we go to your mother's house, we have the same conversation about the same things throughout the entire night that we're together. And so that, so this, this was, uh, this was a, an, um, a revelation of the, the mindset that my family was in and the stories that went with that mindset and they were established for years and they just kept repeating themselves. So now fast forward a couple of years, I start becoming successful and this is, it's becoming known in my family. And we go to, we go to these, uh, these holiday dinners mm -hmm. and, um, and things are starting to change significantly the stories are starting to change there's an there's an edge to everybody's energy and i'm not understanding why this is happening uh, this again i'm noticing that something's going on and it it it, it kind of tipped when i i had when i started to, to be making some money i wanted to buy my mother something that she always wanted that she didn't have the amount the money to buy for herself and uh I thought it was very important to her because she always talked about someday I wish I could get this thing, blah, blah, blah. And I bought this thing for her and I gave it to her for Christmas. And the way that she reacted when I gave this to her floored me because she started to cry. She was shaking her head like, no, she had to put it away. She couldn't acknowledge it. You could see that she was extremely embarrassed about this. Like there was a shame that came over her or something. Um, and she literally got up and took it out of the room and put it away, came back to the room and acted like I never gave her anything at all. And I'm going, what Whoa. the fuck is going Whoa. on? Like, this was the most bizarre. I like, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know what happened. I felt like I did something wrong. Um, anyway, I went back to my mentor about this and this is when he started to explain to me this idea that when you change you force other people to change because they have to adapt to your change. So he, the way that he explained it to me was, look, he said, people have an expectation of who you are, what you are, how they interact with you. And basically to, to, that, to that, uh, that idea, they feel safe in the vulnerability of that relationship. When you begin to change and you, become to, and you start becoming something that they even possibly might judge like being successful, you're no longer safe to be around, but they don't know why you're not safe anymore. And they find themselves judging you and they don't even know why they're judging you, but they, they become triggered just by who you're becoming. 
And this is a person, and you're, and we're ta- we're not talking about somebody who's like becoming a criminal. We're talking about somebody who's bettering their life, right? <laughs> yeah. They're actually doing much better things. They're doing well. Yeah. And mom's getting triggered, and dad's getting triggered. Siblings are getting triggered. Grandparents are getting triggered. People are getting triggered because you're outside of the box of what has been the acceptable norm for the family. And then if you're not, if you don't realize that this is happening, that uh, because, and so let me back up for one second. So because you're doing this, you're doing a conscious change on yourself and you're not necessarily communicating this with anybody else, they have to learn how to act and respond differently to the new person that you're becoming. So for them, it's like a stranger in the house that they don't know. And they don't know why you've changed. They, They make judgments. They make assumptions. Like it just gets really bad for those individuals and it and in many cases it causes extreme disturbances within the family all the years that we've been working with people every year it's the same thing there is a giant handful of people that just have major major issues going home to their families and the judgment the ridicule you know not being able to buy gifts who do you think you are you better better than us passive aggressiveness it just goes on and on and on with these individuals. So that, so that, I mean, that's the idea. You're making a change. They have to adapt to your change. So it's a forced, it's a forced change. It's not like you're asking them to do anything, but they have to adapt to it. So they're forced to adapt to that situation because you've, because it's changed. And it comes out in them being not their best selves, but not understanding why they're not being their best selves. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah, Brandon and I both experienced this. Um, we have a family reunion every year, and we, when we were first, we first left our teaching jobs and started building, um, building this business with you. And they were seeing on Facebook that we were traveling a lot, right? Like your family was seeing that. Our, you were on yeah, Facebook. Brandon's Brandon's, Brandon's family. family. Okay. Yeah, this is Brandon's side of the family. I'm not going to touch my side of the family today, um, but you know, we would go to a um, family reunion and. You know, I, I would, it, one of two things would either happen. I would be approached and the conversation would be, wow, must be nice to be able to travel as much as you do, which is like passive aggressive, right? Uh-huh. And my response is, it really is. You know, where are you excited about going? Because how else do you respond to something like that, right. you know? Or they wouldn't even ask us about what we're doing or how we're doing the things that we're doing. They would go around us and ask like, Liz, for example, who was working, who was working as my assistant at the time to get information about what we were doing. Like they, it wouldn't even come and say, you know, tell me about, tell me about your business. Tell me about what you guys are doing. Tell me about who you help. And you know what that, no, it was either we were, gee, must be nice. Right. Or no one spoke to us. Right. It was very, it was, and I was not expecting it like that. I think that the good thing with the people that we work with and, and with this podcast is that you're not blindsided by whatever happens at your family gathering, right? You you go in kind of pre-planning how you're going to respond and how you're going to navigate the situation for the best possible outcome. But I mean, I know you had, you know, are you a millionaire yet? Yep. Comments from people in in your family, right? Like it's hard for people to see other people be successful because they 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 think they take that as that there's something wrong with them because they're not. Yeah. And they're not conscious of that. Yeah. Well, I, I have one person that's the same, the same, the same thing over and over again. This person says to me, every time I talk to this person, 
So what, what are you up to? And I'm like, well, I'm working, you know, I'm building this podcast and I'm doing this and that tell them, you know, and they're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it really doesn't. I love what I do. Like it doesn't, it doesn't suck. And they're like, yeah, well, not everybody else sees it the same way, you know? And it's, and he, he asks me the question every, what do you, how's it going? What are you doing? What are you up to? And I'm like, I'm working. That sucks. Work sucks. I'm like, maybe it sucks for you. I, I get it. I get it. That the work sucks for that person. Um, but it's so interesting to hear the same thing. Cause it's like, doesn't it dawn on somebody if somebody else is enjoying their work and your work sucks that you're not face to face with an opportunity to change? Like, Oh, maybe I should look at this as I could do or do something that I actually like to do, but they don't think that way at all. It's as if you're wrong for enjoying your work. Yeah. Right. And, and poor me, I have to do something that sucks. Well, those are the choices that you made. I didn't want to settle for that for myself. I wanted something different and I went after it and I got it. So you do the same thing. Yes. So for the people listening that know that they're going into what could potentially be, um, a semi painful situation or a not so joyous situation. I think we should give them some, some tips on how to kind of navigate this. How to kind of cope with this. Yeah. What do you think? Just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest thing. Don't go. Just turn it down. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting because there's, a, there are a lot of people that go home for the holidays because they feel it's their obligation yeah. to go home for the holidays. Yeah. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. If they were just themselves and they were choosing what they wanted to do, they would probably, you know, go to Fiji for vacation and, and skip the whole thing. Right. I mean, it, you know. Yeah, it, I agree with you. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing. And here's, I think so. Here's the thing: just because you may have negative people in your family, doesn't mean that you want to cast your family. Correct. You know, to the to the dogs, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But you do you do need to learn skills as to how to navigate it. Now, when I worked with Proctor, he used to say, "Don't go as often and don't stay as long." In other words, don't put yourself in the situation that you really can't do anything about for extended long periods of time because it just makes it harder every single time. But I took that a step further and I thought to myself, okay, let me let me take responsibility for this situation. So I'm going here. There's a conversation that's happening. I'm as much a part of that conversation as anybody else is. So what if I really start focusing on leading these conversations yes, and moving them in different directions? Because I'm the one that's thinking. They're not thinking. So I, that means that I have to pay attention. I have to watch them. I have to read the other person. I have to see what they're talking about. I have to see how do I create something that they will grasp onto and move in a different direction and get them off of something that's triggering everybody at the table, that type of thing. And I got really good at it over the years. You know, I knew what to stay away from, first and foremost. I would I would lead conversations almost in a baiting situation, like talking about something that's good, but something people were interested in, so that they would take that bait and run with it in that in that direction. And if I started to see it turn around, I would bring something else up. I would pre-think these things before I even went. And they're family. You know what interests these people. Right. Don't play like you don't know what interests these people, but it does require that you think and you take some leadership in these situations to change it. Yeah, so I go in the same way. 
I am a big fan, as you know, of conversation starters. Yes, you are. And you're fantastic at it, right? By the way. So I, I despise, I don't despise, I don't prefer sitting around a table and having small talk with people. Like to me, it's just surface. It's a waste of time. Nobody's really enjoying it. I prefer that if I'm going to have a conversation, I want to learn something about you. Like most of my family, I don't know that well. Right. Like I, I hear the stories of the, them telling, you know, stories that they tell of when they were children. And on my dad's side, they were, they all were raised on a farm. I have no idea how they all survived, quite honestly, <laughs> but based on some of the stories that they tell, like crazy shit went down on the farm with these kids. And then my mom's side of the family, I'm really not that, that close with because they were dispersed. Like it just wasn't a close family right, on that right. side. So when we, when we get together with my, um, with my dad's side of the family and we bring our girls, like I want to have a conversation where the kids can learn about what it was like when they were a kid or what's exciting for them. So just like I, I do this with our team retreats, I did this with our Christmas team party is that I, pose a question to yep. the group and then everyone goes around and gives their answer. And as you all know, I love control and this is a way to control the situation so that you're not talking about what's on the news or politics or hot, 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 hot touch, hot touch, no touch topics right. that just invite, you know, conflict. Um, Cause nobody's going to win, right? right. Nobody's going to win in that right. situation. So I, I go in and this year I'm going in with three questions, the three same three questions that I pose at our team retreat. So if any of you are going in and want some conversation starters, you might want to write these down. Um, the first one is, if you could re relive a year of your life because you want to relive it because it's so good, what year would you relive and why? Yeah, that's a good one. Right? Because- It is a very good one. Everyone stops and thinks and they're like, ooh, what, what would I say is the best? And it, it's positive. Yeah. Right. So, so it's like it's it's a positive. Yeah, but wait a second. Wait a second. You so you just did this at a dinner I that did. we were at. I and did. One of the things that I noticed was that the initial response was thinking about a year that was bad and wanting to change it. Wanting and to that do it is over. not what you actually right. said. So right. it's interesting where a person what a person hears. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. So watch out for that one. But this is like this was like the best year in your memory that you'd want to go back and, and just relive, like do it all over again because it was so good. And it's amazing because A, people have to take the time to think about it. And so many stories come out of that conversation starter, right? And so many stories. And it's applicable to any age. Yeah. Right? You have you ask that to grandma who's, you know, eighty five and her her stories are going to be, yeah, her <laughs> stories are going to be way different than your, you know, your 18 year old yeah. kid. So that's one. The second one is what are you most excited about right now? Okay. So like what in your life is really exciting? Because people who aren't thinking generally don't talk about what's exciting to them. They, they, they err toward complaining. And we did a whole podcast on complaining and why right. that why that creates like cohesion within a family. Right. But to kind of flip it from being that positive thing to, or from being that negative thing all the time to what are you excited about right now? And then the third question, which I love because it does bring out, it does bring out, um, it's kind of a flip. So it allows you to go into the negative, but it's a positive question. Okay. So it's, what am I so glad that I never have to do again? Yes. Like, what am I so grateful that I never have to do again? And mine is always manual labor. Not a fan of manual, like paid, <laughs> like I'll go do yard work, whatever. Not a fan of paid manual. Did, 
did quite a bit of it in my high school years. Like, wasn't a fan. Um, but that that answer runs the gamut too. You get like, I'm glad I never have to have orthodontia again. I'm glad I, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. I'm glad I never have to, you know, share a dorm room with someone. And and so it it again it talks about what's kind of negative, what they didn't like about something, but it frames it in a, in a positive way. And it brings out stories, yeah. which allow you to ask questions and connect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could even say, what are you grateful that you never have to do again? Yes. Right. Yeah. So however you want to phrase yeah. it. Yeah. But that's what it's you know, bringing out. I mean, and, and when we went around, we went around a pretty big table of people uh, when you were doing these questions and, most of the, I mean, the answers are pretty positive. Like you could see why a person would not want to do certain things again. And mm -hmm. life is about experiences, right? You experience things and you're like, nope, that's not for me. Don't want to do that one again. <laughs> Let's go do something. I mean, it's how we learn how to make choices. Yeah. I love conversation starters in, in really any frame. I mean, when Brandon and I go on date nights, I, I have conversation, conversation starters on my phone. And I ask him questions and each time and we've, I learn and we've only known new. each other for what, like 24 yeah, years at this point. And there's conversation time. starters <laughs> yeah. at the ready. Yes. At the ready. At the yeah, ready. Cause otherwise you default to how was your day? And well, we start you're talking even, about work. And you've or, even started reframing that simple question right there over the course of the last yes. month. I refuse to ask Brandon how his day is because mm. I always get the same response. Fine. Good. Mm -hmm. Great, whatever. And right? even when and you I'm say like, you can't I'm, say good or great, yeah. it still comes I'm in. Like, I gotta get fantastic. better asking questions. So right. I say, what was the best part about your day today? So it's specific, right? Yep. Like, you know, you could ask that at, at the dinner table. What was the best part of your of twenty twenty two for you? Mm -hmm. Like, well, what I, was the highlight? I love that you bring these questions up because the the question about you know reliving the best year of your life. We both had the same exact year when we had that conversation over dinner one night. Yeah. I've participated in this two or three times now, <laughs> and it's I love the fact that she keeps bringing them out because you get a chance to look back in a positive light, and it takes the negative completely out of it. And it's almost like you're reliving it. We're not living in the past, but we're going back and we're just reliving those moments that made us. I thought it was. Yeah. I love your conversation starters. Don't ever stop doing that and here's the thing we're programmed to answer questions yep right so it's different than proposing that everyone plays a game which could be a disaster or it could be a good thing depending on the game yeah. but you can't most people are not going to be like i'm opting out i don't want to answer this question they're going to start thinking how am i going to answer this question and so it engages everybody at the same time and it gives you a glimpse into who they are and 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 how they think and what's important to them and that's really the goal, right? That's really the goal in the holidays is to reconnect with your family. It, that Well, it should be the goal. I mean, it's not to get around and bitch about everything. But, you know, the, as I'm li listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, like if on a grander scheme, what is it that we're looking at here? And it's a positive creation of an event that you want to go well. You, if you're designing it. So anything that you want to go well, you're going to design. You're going to put effort into it. You're going to look at what would make it not go well, what would make it go well. And I think that people just don't think that way for, you know, for gatherings and stuff. And that's how, that's how crazy shit ends up happening. Because like, like you said, when you're asked a question, you're programmed to answer it. We don't think, should I answer this question? We think, how am I going to answer this question? And rarely do we actually think about how we're going to answer the question. So when you're in a group of people and somebody, some cocktails are flowing or something, and somebody's had something bad happen in their life, that might be the surface thing that's right there. And because the question is triggering them or whatever's going on, 
they're not actually using their mind to think about something, which is what your questions do. It yeah. gets them thinking in a direction about something that's generally benign that is probably also fun to talk about because it has to do with them or their past or something that they've experienced in, in their life, and they can't wait to tell you. People right? love to talk about they themselves. They love to talk about themselves. Yeah. That's our narcissistic sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> right. Do we really? I don't know about that. And then, you know. Do, where do you get these things? Would you make them up yourself or where, do you find them online? Is there a, a, uh, book, a book of these things Google, we could buy? There's conver conversation well, yes, starters. Well, Here's the thing. Conversation what, starters all over While we online. were having this conversation, I came across a list of 50 Christmas dinner conversation starters. You can actually get a free <laughs> printable, printable download 50. from our people at playtivities.com. So playtivities.com has 50 conversation starters and they, they're all manners of things to being about you were, if you were snowed in with your family, for a month what would you do who the person sitting across from you what is the nicest thing they've ever done for you they all skew positive and it allows people to just answer great questions yeah. about each other it's, it warms your heart yeah the Grinch's heart grew five times that day <laughs> and I think you also need to feel empowered to say for, for you as a thinking person for you to say you know I don't really want to talk about that if someone asks you a question that you know is going to lead to the wrong place or they don't have capacity to understand yeah yeah, yeah. You either deflect and change the question, like fire a question back at them, or you just say, you know, I don't really feel like talking about work right now. Right. Let's let's talk about like which what's going on with you. A boundary. Which is a boundary. It's a boundary. That's and it's something that you should pre-think going into like if you know that there's issues with the family, you should pre-think what are you prepared to talk about if you get asked. Right? Uh this is the thing about this is that only the first time does this really grab people unaware? This is your family. You know what they do. You know how they treat this one and that one and the other one and all down that road. So if you're doing things and you know that you've gotten a comment like, so what's all this travel like or however it is that they must be nice. Must be, be nice. To travel yeah, so much. exactly. Um, you know that you can create a response to that that moves it off of the topic of the evening yes. so that it's not making anybody feel bad or it's an awkward answer because it is because that that can actually be an awkward when you're in a situation where you're doing way better than somebody in your family and you know that the person that you're doing better than really is not at the place where they're actually thinking logically about their life and they can change anything it's going to make them feel bad yeah right because they don't know how to change their thinking that's why they're judging it to begin with right you know, it'd be different if it was inspirational. Like if we were all sitting, like they all, it's like us, if we were sitting around talking about things, it'd be like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. I want to go do that or let's go do this. And it's not that we'd be triggered by what the other one accomplished or what they did. We'd be inspired by it or, or at least interested to, you know, like that's an amazing story. Tell me, tell me more about what that trip was like or whatever. Um, but the, the, the idea is that you have to put the effort into the solution yourself, right? Because it's not going to change on its own. No. It'll just continue to get worse. And really, as much as I got good at, at changing different directions with different conversations, your solution is the one that I've liked the best. The conversation starters, you've been doing it for years. Uh, it works really well. It works in small groups. It works works in, in large groups. And it's... Um, I've never seen it go bad. Let me put it to you that way. I've 
No. No, I, I don't know if you guys have ever had it go bad no. on your own, but I've never seen it go bad. No. It's almost, it's it's no fail. It's it's infallible. There's no way it can fail because you're right. We are trained to answer questions and they are always positive. And if someone brings it to the negative, the next person always seems to pick it up and bring it to the positive anyway. Yeah. So we self-correct and we write ourselves. Yeah. For sure. I've got um, three no-fail steps to avoid the holiday minefield that I, these are my own, that I use when I go into situations. The first one is I have no expectations. I think the problem is, is when we go in with these really high expectations, we want it to be perfect. Just like when we go to our wedding, there's these certain days throughout the year where we want them to be perfect. And if they're not perfect, then everything is ruined, all or nothing thinking. This is my philosophy. So I go in with very, I'm not going to say low expectations, but it's just no expectations at all. It's going to be what it's going to be. K Sarah Sarah. Second thing is be flexible. Things are going to change. There's got to be some flexibility in these plans. Okay. And then last but not least, this is a big one that I learned in my own personal therapy journey. It's just stop, meaning stop, take a breath, observe what's going on, and then proceed mindfully. These are all very, that is my acronym for stop. And it helps me in these situations because the old me gets triggered and I start like lashing out at the people around me. And I totally have ruined many a holiday for bringing that in. So you talk super fast. Yeah. What did stop stand for? So stop stands for, first of all, the S is stop, period. Okay. Just picture a red stop sign in your mind. Okay. So before you fire before back. Before you fire back, okay. you stop. That red stop sign is up. Okay. The T is to basically take a breath like let it sit which helps you stop which helps you stop <laughs> yes take a breath and then this is the big one observe just observe yourself observe others and then the p is proceed mindfully this is a this is a old ro dbt technique that i've learned many years ago that has helped me very much yes i do talk fast so yes <laughs> stop take a breath observe and then proceed mindfully nice. and then my bonus tip is and this is, I'm not saying throw your sucker in the dirt, but let them be right. This is a hard one for me. For yeah. the person who has a strong need to be right, let them be right. Because yep. if they're right, then it totally squashes any sort of beef that's happening in the yeah. moment. You suck True. all the energy out of the argument if you just let them be right. 100%. Yeah. It stops immediately, yeah. right? They may they may repeat themselves a couple of times, but it's gone. They've got nothing to push back against. It's, you know. Yeah, 100%. So as we, as we it's walk gone. out, you've provided us with a tremendous amount of, of, of great information we're going to take with us to our holiday dinings and our gatherings with all of our family and all of our friends. Um, just to sort of walk us out, I think that would be kind of fun. Are there any special holiday traditions that you take part in or will be taking part in next week as we go into the, uh, the final run-up to the Christmas season? No. No, because because my kids are grown, and they're creating their their own traditions. So there's nothing there's nothing there. We're, I mean, we're going to get together, uh, but um, nothing that uh, nothing that's repeating itself. Really, you know, maybe sure. the maybe the food. You know, they like special dishes. You know, around Christmas time, uh, but outside of that, there really isn't anything. Yeah, I think food for us for sure. Um, and I, our kids, while they're grown, they're not grown, grown. They, I still get them for Christmas. I'm savoring every Christmas yeah. that I get to spend with them before they, they're they go off and start short. their own families. Um, so we, uh, we open presents on Christmas morning and then we have breakfast together and then we go to a movie. Big breakfast. Big breakfast. Every Christmas morning we go to a movie. I'm super excited to see the new Avatar. That's yes. what we're going to be going to this year. Um, also Christmas Eve, we have a big dinner and we invite friends Whoever wants to come for Christmas Eve dinner and we do Christmas crackers, 
which is an English tradition where you yep. pop the things and then yeah, there's we toys do and then we, we wear the crackers too. We, we wear the, crown. the, the paper crowns and and um, tell jokes. Yeah, because you all, I love jokes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a huge fan sure. of Big Breakfast in the movie. Yeah. I, it's interesting to go out and celebrate Christmas going to a movie and you see everybody who's there wearing their new Ugg boots or wearing their new sweats. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. dressed up, decked out to the nines, and it just gives you an opportunity to get lost for a little yeah. bit and spend time with your family. So that would be mine as well. Cool. Well, Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Yeah, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us and listening to this podcast. Hopefully, we've given you some insight into some family dynamics during the holidays and some real helpful solutions on how to have a a uh, really grateful, glorious, and fun uh, holiday season. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. If you like what you've heard and you want to know more, go to lifeisnowinc.com.